This episode of Stuck in the 80s is brought to you by... We're at sea, and I'm a god at sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And today, with a brand new year, it's the time for brand new albums. Here are some of our favorite albums of 1985. I'm feeling kind of basic today. Top five side ones. Track ones. With me as always, I bet he had a good New Year's Eve. It's Brad in L.A. Steve! Yeah, it wasn't bad. Oh, Merry New Year! In my country, we say Happy New Year. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha! Thank you for correcting my English with stinks. <laughs> Been waiting forever to use that quote. <laughs> oh yeah, because we never ever yeah. quote the train scene from Trading Places. Beef jerky time. You want some beef jerky? Oh please. There's plenty enough. Did I ever tell you that Carol Jansen sent me beef jerky? Remember in the good old days of the podcast, people used to send us snacks all the time. But uh, um, yeah, I sent you alien jerky. Alien jerky. You sent yes. Funyuns. Yeah, the alien jerky, as my family knows, the question is made of or made by. Uh, That's a critical, critical point that we've not ever been able to get an answer on. Oh, okay. So you don't know the answer. I thought you were no, asking if I knew the answer. every time you go through Baker, you buy a little bit more and you see if... What do you think it's made of? Is it a beef thing? I, I, it's been a long time since I ate it. I think it's made by, not made of. Okay. Made by aliens. Not of aliens. That that would explain the cattle mutilation. Like like Amish furniture. Yeah, it's not made of Amish people. Right? Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. You sit on a throne well, of what lies. About, <laughs> Amish pies. Amish pies. Same deal. Oh, German my. sausage. Boy, that just. Oh my gosh. Uh, no. We should have been a really bad place. We've gone dark in 2015. We've gone in a really bad place. So, uh, as some of you might remember, last year we attempted to corral, for lack of a better term, and sticking on the cow theme of the show. I met a cow. Um, some of our favorite albums of, of 1984. And, you know, we covered a lot and we had some fun and um, people mocked us for our choices. So we figured why not do that again for the first episode of 2015. Mm, this beer is delicious. Dude. Oh, you're drinking? <sighs> it's tradition. Uh, I have a beer and you complain about it. Uh, Anyway, so now that we're up to 2015, we get to look 30 years back, and now we're looking at the albums of 1985. We got a whole new binder of stuff to talk about. And um, we do. And one of the things I've always kind of maintained through the years is that I always thought 1984 was sort of the pinnacle of music in the 80s. And then when you and I started looking at the list of 1985 albums, we kind of realized, hey, yeah, there's holy a, smokes. There are some pretty good albums from 1985. So here's what we're going to do. Brad and I will each – uh, talk about one album today, just one album, because we've got other material to cover. And at the very end, we're going to talk about some of your suggestions, Stuck in the 80s Nation, um, that you gave us on Facebook. And those will be the um, albums that we'll choose in future episodes. And so it'll go like that. 
And we also have full seggies, and we also have a uh, the, the the finale, I guess you could say, of our eponymous song collection. So that'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot of <laughs> we we did not even scratch the surface on the list of of those songs. People mailed in piles and piles. Yeah, of yeah. Hey, before we get started, I should ask you, what did you do for New Year's? Uh, we went over to some friends. Um, often, as often as not, we end up just the four of us at home playing games, and normally I'm passed out on the couch by about ten thirty. Uh, but we went over to some friends' house. It was fun. Did, did anybody overconsume? No, no, a lot of young kids uh, there. So every, everyone had you know had some duty to attend to there. Get the family home safe. Kind yeah, of yeah. I, uh, I I I had a built in uh, way of not. To getting things too out of control for New Year's. Yeah, you had a you had a fail safe. I had my right? mom staying with me for two days. Can you believe that, Mom? <laughs> Stephen, the temperature is too cold in here. I'm gonna catch my death. She doesn't call you Spearsy. <laughs> I get the full Stephen out of her. Stephen, wow, well, you know, someone's got to keep you in line, Spearsy. She never calls me by my middle name, but now she came. Um, she didn't have anything going on. And I felt, and so she was alone in. In Tampa Bay, and I was alone here in Orlando, and I said, "Ah, what? Come on over here." She has never. This is weird. In my entire adult adult life, you know, ever since I've been, ever since I moved away from home, she has never mm-hmm. spent the night in any place that I've lived. Never. Really? Yeah. Not until until this week, she had never done that. It, it was kind of freaky. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Why not? I, I just. Well, I, I don't know. It's just you know. Usually, we lived close by, so. She would just at the end of just drive home, you know. Yeah. So she doesn't drive anyway. So like her, my sister had to like drive her halfway, and then I picked her up and took her the rest of the way. Yeah, the mom shuttle. Yeah. Mom shuttle, yeah. So, but no, no. So it was it was a responsible New Year's Eve, which I can't say I've had too many of. But did you like make a nice dinner or something, or did you just eat? We got like, a bunch of know, shellfish. Tostitos. <laughs> we got a bunch of shellfish oh. and uh, nice. So we had that, and uh, we watched uh, the. Uh, Walt Disney World, which is about uh, twenty miles, probably hear the fireworks. No, it's like twenty miles down the road. They like live telecast their fireworks yeah. at midnight or at eleven thirty. Oh, nice! So one thing we used to do when the kids were little that you can't do on the East Coast is on the you know on the West Coast we would call the I'd call Directv and we'd get the East Coast feed of the network and then we'd do New Year's at nine o'clock and then put the kids to bed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you can't, you know, that doesn't work if you don't live three hours earlier. God, I remember in the 80s, like, the big thing was to watch, like, the Rockin' New Year's Eve on MTV. Yeah, gosh. That stuff is just terrible so, now. So, it was bad then, to be honest. Yeah, but we just didn't know any better. It's just, that's all we had. So, yeah. but we have more this year, and, and I'm not going to to drag us into our, our, if we had better New Year's Eve stories to tell, we would spend more time talking about it. I already told my best New Year's Eve story in that letter back in... Uh, you know, however many years ago that was the one where you the, faked your the, name, or was that a different letter? No, no, no. The letter where uh, there was fog on New Year's Eve of 1989. It's the same as the as the 80s rolled over. It's the same thing that happened to me. Same, I know. Same story. That's right. Do you remember that? that I was, don't remember what I ate for breakfast today. It's a Lasagna. Great, that's a great podcast. It's um, I don't know what episode it is, but Martha Quinn. It's Martha. Oh, Quinn. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's on the Facebook page. I posted, reposted it. That's yeah, it's a great oh, episode. Good. So without further ado, let's jump in. Here's our first album to celebrate from 1985. 
I know that. That's Once Upon a Time, that amazing album by Simple Minds. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, again, I saw this on the list and I'm like, well, that's, that's, we got to hit that one. Let's grab it early. I, I, I have no shame in taking something high profile for the first show of the year. Um, this is actually, this is Simple Minds' seventh studio album. Seventh? Wow. Yeah. But it's the first one post Breakfast Club. So it's released in October 1985. They're riding a wave of Don't You Forget About Me. I'm sure a huge percentage of people who bought the album were looking for that on the album. Of course, at the time, uh, they were being kind of oinky about that song, and they didn't include it. <laughs> Did you uh, say oinky? I said oinky. Okay. Oink, oink, my good man. So, yeah, this is just unbelievable album. Um, produced by Jimmy Iovine. Uh, our good friend from the 80s who basically produced so much good stuff, it's hard to even count it all. Alive and Kicking, All the Things She Said, Sanctify Yourself. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. It topped the UK charts where they were popular before in the UK. Sure. Um, and made it to number 10 on the US charts. I do remember this album really well. I bought it um, when it came out, not having heard anything from it. And I, I still maintain today, you can every track is pretty good. Yeah, this is a good album. I also saw him on the tour for this album. That's the only time I've ever seen Simple Minds was, I think it was Spring of 1986 and it was in Tampa at the um, Curtis Hickson uh, Arena which is now Curtis Hickson Park because there's nothing there anymore they knocked, they it, knocked down. it down it was just, it was a tiny, it was like a small civic arena you know probably held okay a couple th- few, well you know 2000 3000 4000 okay so that's a decent size but not not like arena crazy. No, not like but. 10 or 20 or anything, you know. But and they were just yeah. amazing. Um, just just incredible. And and so full of energy. And and they played all – I mean, everybody. I mean, everyone there, nobody knew their stuff. I mean, they were like – everyone knew. Yeah. Don't you forget about me. And maybe they, they knew, um, you know, Promised You a Miracle or something like that. They hadn't heard Alive and Kicking. Well, by then they knew Alive and Kicking. I mean, that went to number right, three. Right, yeah. That, that was about it, though. But it was just one of those amazing concerts. And they ended up doing a live album off of that tour. They recorded the show in Paris. So it's Simple Minds Live in the City of Light is, is the live album from the Once Upon a Time tour. And it's an amazing album. I yeah. assume it's also a DVD. I was going to say, what's, what's your take on live albums? I don't generally get that much out um, of them. But. You know, Once Upon a Time, they were really important to me. Um, some of my favorite albums growing up as a kid, before I, you know, in the late 70s and early 80s, Kiss Alive, yeah. Kiss Alive 2. Um, Frampton Comes Alive. Frampton Comes Alive. <laughs> um, Journey Captured. Journey Captured was one of my favorite albums of all time. Um but then yeah. but I guess it kind of gives you you know if you're listening to it you know the studio album you know the studio version you hear the live version and it 
it's kind of like, oh, I'm more of a fan. I'm connecting to this material a little bit better. I'm not just listening to the stuff on the radio. Well, keep in mind, keep in mind too. Here's, I mean, the thing with the thing with live albums back then was, I mean, MTV probably was the death of live albums in a sense because with me anyway, you know, growing up as you know, you're a kid and you're listening, you you you're a fan of Kiss maybe, and and you mm-hmm. and you get to Kiss a live album and Kiss a live to them. That's your only chance to to hear what it's like to see these guys in concert. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially, you know, even more so for me where I lived out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. So that was it. I mean, there's a reason why live albums pretty much disappeared about the same time MTV took off. Now, granted, Live in the City of Light was post-MTV, but not I – mean, just by yeah, a couple I mean, of years. You too had a couple of live things that were, you know, uh, under Blood Red Sky sure. and – But you don't see it anymore these days. Or maybe I'm just wrong because I don't, I don't buy – Modern yeah, music. I don't know. That's a good but, question. I think you're right. Right, but in my yeah. mind, in those days, um, it had its time and its place. You know, I mean, look at look at all the great live albums of all time, and most of them are '70s, maybe a couple in the '80s. Yeah. But you know, Neil Diamond, Hot August Night, stuff like that. I mean, it had they had it. <laughs> Neil Diamond pops up. On yeah, the I love 80s Neil again. Diamond, but uh, you know, so that's. But this was an amazing album, and what's really cool is that it still gets a lot of airtime if you listen to First Wave on Sirius XM Radio, <laughs> <laughs> or if you call it up uh, on Groove Shark. I really wish it was true that we got paid for mentioning that stuff, but I do. I do listen to to Sirius XM Radio constantly now, and um, and the, this album. Among all Simple Minds albums, gets most of the love. So, what's your favorite kind of deep track on this? Uh, Ghost Dancing. Yeah, that's a great song. It's great live. Um, it's just a fun song. It's not you, – you don't hear it played on the radio very much, if ever. Yeah, I think that was a single, but it was – I don't think it charted yeah, It's here. It's great live. I wish um, – I really – you saw them in, on tour, was it? Yeah, I saw – and it's funny because the way you described seeing them was very much my experience as well. And you know I was nervous going into that, not, you know, not so much about parking in downtown L.A., although there is an aspect to that. I just – you know, you're so anxious for these bands to live up to their own legacy – you know, and not just go out there and stink it up and kind of half-heartedly do their hits. And he was fantastic. If you go back and look at the review I wrote for the blog, it's just glowing. Yeah. It was such a great night. Did they play Ghost Dancing or no? I don't remember. They have such I a deep think they did. catalog, a lot deeper than people th- remember. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah. I would be surprised if that one made the list. But you just can't play seven songs off that album anymore. But they could on that tour, and people loved it. It loved it. It was just, it was good. Yeah. You know, when I when I talked to to Jim, you know, when I did the interview with him for the podcast, and I was like, please come back to the U.S. Please come back and do some some tours that you know, some real dates that you know, get around. And you know, of course, he did for you. But I mean, it sucks being in Florida. It just does sometimes. Well, and he was he was really upfront on that tour. He basically said, and we talked about this then too. He said, look, if you want us to come back and do a big tour. Yeah. People need to come to these shows. We we can't, you know, promoters aren't going to say, "Oh yeah, I'll take a flyer on a thirty yeah. date tour with you guys." Since you couldn't sell out <laughs> a club three years ago. I always talk. I always so. talk about one day I want to find a concert 
in London that's worth buying a plane ticket to go see. And in my mind, it's like a double or triple bill, a double bill. So it would be like maybe um, Simple Minds and, you know, somebody else. The Just, Clash. Yeah. <laughs> Who would go well with Simple Minds? Oh, Hell, see, it, I want to pick two bands that like totally fight oh, in intermission. No. <laughs> actually, actually, Simple Minds toured with Ultravox last year or the year before. So, I mean, even that would be a fun. I would buy it. That would be great. Yeah, oh to see the full Ultravox experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that so, would be great. So that's now great. That so know how good Midge sounds. So definitely, 1985, um, we get that great sound from from Simple Minds. Also, from across the sea, we got this sound. So jazzy, Steve. So jazzy. It's so it's so unadies. It's so Sting. It's so Dream of the Blue Turtles. And I know we've talked about this album once before. Um, if you go all the way back to episode number 26. 26? 26. Good grief. November 2006. Eight years ago? Nine years ago? Whoa. Set the Wayback Machine, my friend. We did a podcast. It was me, Sean Daly, and Kathy Wass on synchronicity we were talking about back then we were just we would do great albums of the 80s yeah yeah and it's like oh well gosh you can't miss well we also, uh, we also thought, well maybe we should talk about the joshua tree <laughs> uh, i don't know at that time we also thought maybe we'd be lucky if we can get to 30 episodes well if i remember right the 25th episode is like yay 25th episode our favorite clip <laughs> we didn't know hell i, I know it's not come on it's charming um, so <laughs> i wouldn't go back and listen to that if you paid me not if you paid me really Really, come on. There's an amount that you would do it for. Well, yeah. If you bought, it literally bought me a okay. bottle of whiskey, I would probably do it. Anyway, so during the Synchronicity podcast, we touch on Dream of the Blue Turtles. Um, obviously, this is Sting's first solo album post the breakup of The Police. And the idea during that podcast was uh, Sean and Kathy were defending The Police, and I was defending I kind of like Sting better as a solo artist. Yeah, you've got some problems with you have authority issues. You don't like the police. <laughs> Actually, I have a lot of respect for authority, but I have never really appreciated the police all that much. Yeah. But so this album comes out in 1985. I was just starting college because I went to summer. Yeah, this was huge the summer right before we started right. college. I well, for me it was when I started because I started in the summer. You could you could start summer semester at University of Florida, and it was like, it was a way to kind of start. You could do a six week summer semester, and you took two classes, kind of get used to how much drinking you're yeah. going to do. We get used to okay, where is everything on campus? Where's the where's this yeah. building? Where's that building? Where do I park? And man, I was that was the best decision I ever made in my life. Seriously, um, in, a, in a lifetime full of bad decisions, that's one I have no problem <laughs> sticking with. And um, well, you know. that came so it came out in June. I know I had it with me that that first that six weeks, and I listened to it constantly, constantly. Yeah, this was a huge, huge, huge. Hit. Yeah, yeah, and so it comes to it reaches number. Sadly, though, it only reaches number three on the UK album chart, kept out of the number one position by uh, Marillion's Misplaced Childhood and Bruce. What the heck is that? And Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Okay, I get Springsteen, but I've never—I don't think I've ever heard. Of I've the other heard one. of it, and I know Steve McLean 
on Facebook was saying that we should talk about that album. And I'm like, I'll look into it, okay? I promise. Anything that was number one on the album charts that kept this one out of the spot, yeah, I'm going to take a look at it. I promise. Um, it, I think I'll pull it up on Groove Shark as soon as we're done. <laughs> uh, in the U.S., the album did a little bit better. It did get to number two, but, you know, it is kind of hard to compete with Springsteen. So, Yeah, that was a juggernaut. So, it did have a lot of singles. It had Fortress Around Your Heart, Russians, uh, Love of the Seventh Wave, and stuff like that. Russian's a single? I don't remember that as a single. Uh, I mainly remember it because as a classical music dork, I can tell you that it's based on a Prokofiev theme. God. Yeah, see, now you're way beyond me. It uh, was got nominated for Grammys for Album of the Year, uh, Best Male Pop Vocal Performance, Best Jazz Instrumental Performance. Didn't get it? Yeah, Jazz Instrumental. I think he won that. I'm not too, sure. I he? know that the big winner that year that, that kept him out of more awards was Phil Collins, No Jacket Required. That was the big winner. So who okay. knows exactly what the deal was. I'm surprised this album doesn't have a more ballyhooed place in pop culture history. Yeah, I don't think it's aged well. Wow. To some extent. I mean, I know you and I, well, you and I were talking about this. No one else will remember this, but I wrote a, a PPTMN question years ago asking if there are artists you'd broken up with. And this uh, was my example that, you know, I'm just like Sting. I listened to all of Sting's solo stuff again, and I'm like, eh. You know, and it was at the time, it was something really different. It was, you know, he was dropping in this jazz stuff. He was bringing in jazz musicians and. You know, the pretentious, about-to-be-college kid in me is like, oh, jazz. Hmm. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I've come around back on it a little bit, again, because of my son, who listens to all my 80s stuff. And he has just been devouring it. And he walks around humming it. And he's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so it's kind of come. I've kind of come back, you know, saying you can come over for lunch sometime, but you're not staying the night, okay? Did you see his appearance on Jimmy Fallon? I think it was a couple months ago. Oh, he looked so old. He looked like he looked like so a, old. He just looked like he was. Oh man! Yeah, it made me sad. It made me sad. I was I was morose afterwards. I thought, oh my god, this guy who's once full so so full of life looks yeah like he's on his deathbed. So, uh, have you seen the documentary that they shot? Um, Bring on the night that they I shot. I did. I did see it's, that. I really love that movie. I, that movie has some really funny stuff in it. Uh, Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson, are you ready to start? Mr. Drew. This is in the London Mirror. Sting. Milkman's son. To millionaire pop superstar. <laughs> the festival of Britain was in full swing. A general election was around the corner. But for Ernie and, what's her name? Audrey, oh, some, the, the ah! big event in life 
was the birth of their ugly baby boy in 1951, Gordon Sumner. Just yeah. wait, Brantford. Wait, Gordon Matthew Just Sumner. wait. Over here we have the three houses of Mr. Sumner. From birth to middle age to millionaire success. George Jefferson of Great Britain. Moving on up to the east side. Schoolboy, you were hardworking, I understand. Very good, Gordy. Gordy, oh no, Gordy. Ladies and gentlemen, Gordy Jefferson. We had our fun now. I love documentaries on, on albums, period. So that was an extra treat for me. Um, now, a lot, some people, some hardcore fans of Stuckinese might remember that the police slash sting episode back in 2006 also included an infamous Stuckinese story. Ooh. Do you think we could hear that story? <laughs> yeah. The story involves um, me going to see Sting in concert at the University of Florida that fall. As it turns out, it was 1985. Go Gators. When um, Sting came and he played home during homecoming week. Now, granted – Total, total coincidence that it was homecoming week. It wasn't like he was there to play it. Really, um, he played it because he played at the basketball arena, which holds, you know, fifteen thousand. So it was like a regular tour stop that just happened to fall on homecoming week. But um, I did take a date, and I did take a bunch of Ziploc bags full of rum. And uh, with that, I'll just let the time machine do its dirty work. <laughs> I saw Sting, and I only have a story about a former pop music critic here. So. Ooh, mm-hmm. that might even be better. Does it involve uh, Ziploc bags as well? Uh, no. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Right here's, okay, here's the story. Sean's like, what's here's happening? It's, it's spinning out of control. It's not that great of a story. No, but, neither uh, is mine. Uh, I'm going to probe you, though. I'm going to make this story. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to go. I went to the show with... First of all, what are you weighing in at these days? <laughs> these days? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, Was your hair as short as it is now? <laughs> Chet. <laughs> hey, Chet. Why do I keep calling him Steve? Your name is Chet. <laughs> it's like, whoop, 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 whoop. hey, wise guys. <laughs> I give up. You'll get the story. Wise oh, guys. Come on, come Go on. on. All right, give games. us the okay. story. Okay. 1985. University of Florida. Games How old uh, do the Steve uh, Matt? <laughs> he would have been Steve? 43. <laughs> <laughs> Still in college. But, uh, but hey. Went to the show, got decent seats, went with this girl I knew from high school that I wanted to go to prom with. What's her name? Allie. She's Allie? A, she's a Allie. chiropractor in Chicago now. Oh, good for her. Does she I, listen to the show? Uh, she might. Mm. She might. She knows so it be exists. nice. What'd she look like? What color hair? Brown. Brown hair? What sure. color eyes? Uh, green. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I like. Was she tan? Dark yeah. skinned? Yeah. Dark complexion? Yeah, nice kind of body? Mediterranean nice look. body? Very nice. Yeah. Very nice girl, I should, I should say. <laughs> Where's that Rick so, Springfield picture <laughs> I can zone in on? <laughs> Very nice girl. Who's... Who's... <laughs> what? I was going to say, forget it. It's just I'm okay. editing myself. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. Here's the story. Let me get jump into it. These were the days, remember, when you could wear you had jeans that had all the pockets in them all the way up and down your... No, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I never wore jeans like that. Well, I did. <laughs> Jackass. You remember when they had those and you weren't supposed to wear them? Yes. yes. And that was probably then, too. Yeah. Is this a chess king thing? No. This was probably a the gap kind of thing. But uh, anyway, filled every one of my pockets with bags, Ziploc bags full of rum. <laughs> and went to the show with her. And I'd never really partied with her, so I didn't know if she was a lightweight, you know, heavyweight. She liked to drink a lot. She drank like a fish. I mean, I literally had like eight pockets so let me get full this of rum. Straight. 
You have these flimsy little and and Ziploc technology Jeep back was in not was not what, what it is, is today because you get that bulky lock thing. So you got these flimsy little wet bags <laughs> that you're pouring they cheap like, ass they rum like, into. You know what they look like? They look like little silicon bags that you <laughs> would. Uh, oh, stop doing that! <laughs> stop, stop, puppy! God, it's puppy. like James Gum and Sounds of Lambs. Why don't you just tuck your <laughs> between your legs and get it up for with? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> as the show careens, wait. So I mean, you know, like really? You, so you, you fill up rum the train track wreck. You know, don't spit my eye. I just say, please don't spit my eye. Here's the deal. Okay. okay. So, we, so yes, I have all these. Bags. They leak. There must have been a lot yes. of leakage. Yes, there was. He looks like he peed like in a, his pants. Must have smelled like Captain so Morgan. We, we, we got loaded during the show. Obviously, when we were drinking. So what? You go to the concession stand. You'd buy a Coke, Coke and, and then you pour your rum into it. Right. Are okay. you guys sharing one cup? Uh, probably. Yeah. And so we just got. And you know how I like to make my drinks. You know, strong. And uh, I don't know, Steve. We never <laughs> hang out. <laughs> and uh, so she gets drunk, and before. Sting is even halfway through his set. I'm having to cart her off to the bathroom. Uh, to hurl? To barf? Yeah. She's barfing everywhere. All over oh, the all over the oh, floor. Allie. Allie's hurling everywhere. Allie. And wow. uh, people are coming Allie, out of the bathroom going, are you, are you with that girl in there? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I don't think she's going to make it. And I'm like, well, oh, I, 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 so I'm literally going to the concession Just, stand. Wait, wait. God, does God. everyone barf at shows with you? <laughs> wait, first of all, how many pockets did you have in those I'm, te- I'm telling you, a lot. But so how many you, pockets on each side? At least three. So three? There's, so there's, I'm talking, there was two full bottles of rum that I in had In these baggies? Yeah. yeah. What the size of these baggies? These are like <laughs> turkey. I just, turkey finally, I just figured bag. out that you just poured the rum into the baggies. I was thinking they yeah. were like little miniatures. No, no, okay. no, no. Wow, I'm a little the slow. <laughs> Hence wow. the, uh, they look like wow. artificial breasts. But the uh, so people are coming out going, I don't know if she's going to make it. She looks, Jeez. she's really bad. Off. Stings up there. Stings. Stings up there. Hits. He's still doing Please his shit. Yeah. And what's great is I can actually still watch Sting from the view from the bathroom and still keep an eye. Are on Are you her. in the women's room with her? No, I'm right outside the door. So and I, people are coming to the door saying, we don't think she's going to make it. And you can hear her barfing in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I start going to the concession stand and buying food for them to send back in so she has something to you know soak it up, soak up the alcohol. Yeah, a little too to, late there, Steve. Little too late. Little too Maybe late. you should have <laughs> took her to dinner <laughs> yeah. before you Instead took her to the s- liquored her up. You'd think <laughs> maybe she could at least have gotten a dinner out of so it. Anyway. Instead of buying the second bottle of rum, buy her filet of fish, <laughs> You know? Chicken McNuggets, yeah, come on! Nuggets, that could well go ahead. Well, anyway, so she finally does, you know, kind of get through it. You so know. you're thinking you're definitely not getting any action now. Well, I didn't. To make a long story short, with her, but, uh, but ew, oh, really? what night? No, no, not oh, with her. God, not with. Is... Listen to the story. So she comes out and she's ready to walk home. She falls down at one point, you know, and smashes the remaining three bags of rum that I have in my pants. Which they all burst, soaking my <laughs> pants now completely with And hey, you deserved it. Which I deserved. <laughs> I just I still think she had a good time. So I take her back to her dorm and I we talk you know, she's fine, she's better, she's gotten it out of her system, you know, and yeah. but she's gonna call tonight and I, I don't blame her. <laughs> so you I'm leave like, her there to choke on her she own co- vomit. She's is she covered in her own <laughs> sputum. No, she's Fine at this point. She's mm. just embarrassed. She didn't cover it. She didn't get any barf on her. So she smells like she doesn't smell like barf. And they you, cleaned her up pretty well in the bathroom. Yeah. So, so, so I leave her there, and I'm and I'm uh, in the care of her roommate. 
Okay. Oh, She's no. alive to this day, okay? No, okay, no. yeah, obviously. Chiro- yeah. Oh, no, no. Spheres. I'm walking back to my room, and uh, I bump into this girl from high school, another girl from high school. And, What's her name? Uh, Zoe. What does Zoe look like? Greek girl, obviously. God, really? Oh, um, she was third in our <laughs> class, third in our class as far as GPA, very smart. Wouldn't give me the time of day in high school. But she had – and didn't even go to Florida. She went to a nearby college but had come over to see the show. And uh, her and I just hooked up the rest of the night. And you her and smell I did, like rum. Your pants yeah. are soaked with booze. Yeah. And He's yet quite Zoe the, catch. the Greek <laughs> – Zoe the Greek still hooks up with you. Yeah. Did you guys do it? Not that night, no. Oh. But mm. unbelievable, unbelievable back then. You know what, dude? You used up all your luck in the 80s. <laughs> I did. That's why you like this freaking decade so much. Because <laughs> exactly. 90s to now. Arr, he's like, he's like, where track. have all the good times gone? <laughs> That's amazing. That is a piece of stuck in the 80s lore right there, brought back to the forefront. I haven't, I have not re listened to that story in. I don't know how long. It's so good. It's okay. I know you. I know you don't like to go back to like the first fifty eps, but uh, there's some good stuff in there. That's probably one of the first stories. You know, as 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 time went on and we told more and more stories, that might have been one of the very first. To this day, I don't drink rum and coke. No, no, I don't drink no. rum. I don't drink that's, rum with anything. That's like a training drink. It is. It was perfect for college, but you don't use. I mean. Yeah. I don't think I was drinking it much past my freshman year. I think beyond – which I shouldn't have been drinking it then, to be honest. <laughs> Let's make this clear. Kids? <laughs> I was not supposed to be drinking. I, I only turned legal before my senior year in, in college. But um, back then, the drinking age in Florida had just changed from 19 to 21. And the attitude here was just kind of like you know, live and let live sort of thing. So no, but no, I have not had not rum coke. Oh God, not on purpose. And I'm not the one who got sick, but I still just to this day this even the thought of smelling it would make me sick. Uh, good times, good times. Well, that's a up note to end. Dream uh, <laughs> the blue turtles. You want a more uplifting note? How about this? The, the seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, We will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, you get your name read, and you get entered into the contest to win a Stuck in the 80s bottle opener. Um, pay attention. I promise I'm mailing those things. I am so mailing those things. I'm sorry. I can mail some too. I'm, I just I don't have any stamps. I'm I, I'm very discombobulated <laughs> right now. I don't even know. I where, don't have any. Stamps. I don't even know where the. I don't even know where there's a post office around here that sells them. I, honest to God, don't. I've been looking forever. The one the post office that's nearest my apartment does not have a stamp machine. What the hell am I supposed to do? He thinks the lady doth protest. Uh, I'll mail them. I'll mail them. No it's German restaurants. No stamps. So, and, no. and you're you're letting your mother spend the night there? Are you crazy? It was fun. She had, she had a good time, I think. So, pay attention. Here's our clip from the last show. Seems like I I haven't ever done anything all my life but raise kids and take care of this house. That's the very elusive, very mysterious places in the heart. I, I, I don't think anybody was surprised by that. Yeah, well, only three or four people got it right. 
Well, maybe they've been. Maybe they're out with their families. Still, well, yeah, but I'm hanging out with us. Well, plenty of people got that song right, but I'm just. It's one of those movies that nobody saw. Um, I wouldn't have recognized it if we know. hadn't been talking about it so much lately. I'm like, it's, oh, that's a I really mean, bad accent. That must be. I mentioned. I, I must have said the words "places in the heart" five times before I played the clip. So, I, I still I do not blame anyone for not getting it right. And uh, read some of the winners. I will read the winners now. Winners this week include Elizabeth Breen Esley from St. John, New Brunswick, Canada, Kevin Serving Wench, and Kevin Farrell, who writes, thanks for the Gremlins episode and the bonus blooper edition. Loved it. Well produced, guys. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, I still can't watch Gremlins with my kids because of that ridiculous Phoebe Kate Santa story. My kids still believe. At least I think they do. Listening to that whole monologue again on the podcast was a preposterous story, and I loved your son's reaction, Brad. I'll give the Gremlins folks credit, though, because in the second movie, they have Kate's reprise her monologue as a parody, this time about President's Day, and alluding that she was flashed by an Abe Lincoln lookalike in the park. (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> the second movie is much less dark, more comedic. I wouldn't seek it out necessarily, but if you're flipping channels and it appears, it may be worth watching. Wow, nice letter. Yeah. Huh. I know I, I would have remembered that if I had seen the second one, so I must not have seen it. I, I know I haven't seen the whole well, I'm thing. I'm glad they, they paired it because that was ridiculous. I, it's, it was, I did wince when I was record, when recording that scene to use for the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. I want 600 pair of shoes and 1,200 pair of socks. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com or steven the 80s at gmail.com or and or brad in the 80s at gmail.com. Ah, the misquore refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Hey, you know the drill here. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s. Again, you have to email in to be entered to win the bottle opener. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. Ah, uh, this is no big surprise. Uh, same old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. We drank a dust of innocence. We drank a dust of now. We tried to reach beyond the happiness, but neither one knew how. The perfect New Year's Eve uh, song, wouldn't you say, Dave? I knew we were finally going to get to the sad holiday music. <laughs> I love that song. Actually, I really like this we song, too. The, the snow be turned into rain. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. Oh, it is. It's a great song. Uh, it's a great song. The, 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 you know, as much as we, you know, honestly, all we do is sit around and talk about the past on this podcast, but there is a point at which you're like, I can't really relive it, and to think that I can is to fool myself uh, you can't really get it back the way you want it mm-hmm. I'm tempted to tell a story but I think I'm going to save it really okay <laughs> you can go back and live it the way you want it uh, well I mean not exa- I mean I- I've had a couple Dan Fogelberg moments in the last couple weeks I told you about them yeah and um <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. It's too. I'm not gonna jinx anything. Okay. I'm just gonna leave. Okay. But we drink a toast to innocence. <laughs> may the <clears throat> may the snow stay snow for you, Steve. Yeah. But for Dan, it turned into rain. Yeah. Um. So who? So who figured out the mystery? Well, our winners this week include Scott in New Hampshire, Rick in Kenosha, Carlos in St. Louis, Jonathan Thompson. 
Jeff Brace, Marlon Moyer, Dr. Incognito, James in Indy, Nurse Marie, Christine in Philly, and John in Phoenix, Arizona. We assume it's Arizona. Well, it's true. It could be Phoenix. I don't know. Phoenix? Are there Phoenix Phoenixton? <laughs> I don't know. I just assume that there's uh, 10 versions of every, every little dirt waterberg. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's our song for this week. Aha, see what I did there? Oh, Trixie. Yeah. Very Trixie. We say with full uh, snarkiness, knowing full well that I have not yet picked the song for this week as we record this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't show them all everything behind the curtain. <laughs> sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> ah, no, you're right. Leave the, please leave that behind the curtain. <laughs> or, or shorts, whatever. Yeah, if, something. If you know it. Uh, if you know it, email us. You'd have the addresses by now. And tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. So, Steve, it's time to spin the wheel of winning. And the winner this week is... Scott, Scott in New Hampshire! Woohoo! <laughs> Scott, send us an address and I will eventually mail you a bottle of yeah. <laughs> By the time you get it, we technology may have advanced. We may not actually use bottle openers in our culture anymore, but that's okay. It'll be a nice relic for your antiques collection. Yes. Uh, The mystical refrain of reader mailbag. Do I just call everything mystical refrain now? There's a lot of mysticism (laughs) in our podcast. We're starting a cult. It's very very, – the Hindu – it's the cult of the 80s time machine. <laughs> I've been watching too many uh, episodes of the George Harrison uh, documentary on HBO, I think. <laughs> We're going to start having sitar intros to our segues. Ooh. That'd be fun. So Are you taking lessons? <laughs> I can't play anything. I used to play the organ, you know, but that... Oh, gosh. I am biting my tongue on the jokes there. Yeah. <laughs> I still play the organ. I just don't do it in public. <laughs> yeah. Just pull out all the stops, brother. So I'm sure there's more. Um... Oh, you know what I would really love to find? And, I, and you know, Robert Jordan is, is, is um, a Stuck in the 80s friend, and he's been keeping good track of what happens in every episode of Stuck in the 80s. Oh, like my gosh. Stories it's, we tell. it's a little scary, yeah. I'm sure in his spreadsheet, which I need to go look at again, I'm sure it documents the episode where we had the porn versions of John Hughes movies. Of John Hughes movies. <laughs> I was telling I was telling somebody about that the other day, and they're like, "Well, where is it? Where can I find it?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'll have to like dig around." I, mean, I know I don't have the list anymore. The only yeah. version we have is the version that we said on the podcast, it's the audio version. Yeah. And I, I remember we, we read that, and it was so funny, and we couldn't not keep a straight face, and we had to bleep half of it. I mean, I mean there's <laughs> like you know the breakfast chub, you know, stuff like that, and you know. Pretty and pink. <laughs> pretty and pink pretty much stayed the Done. same. Done. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But, um, boy, hey, Robert, if you're out there and you're listening to this episode, t- text me or, or in a message and let me know what episode that's in. I'm going to use that as a stuck and stuck in the moment sometime soon. I I could use a laugh, you know, or another Dan Fogelberg song. <laughs> oh, the opposite of laugh. Yeah. So, anyway, so read your mailbag. Back to what we're actually here for. So a couple episodes ago, we we mentioned the idea that we were trying to collect a list of eponymous songs. Yeah, I think Lou Grilly wrote us in with yeah. that one. And so songs, you know, uh, Talk Talk by the band Talk Talk, stuff like that. Um, we, um, we had like three or four that we knew off the top of our heads. But we wanted um, 
our, our friends out there to, su- to suggest other songs that they had found. So these aren't all 1980s songs, but they, use, but they are for the most part uh, 80s artists. Yeah, my gosh. So, yeah, we, so we missed quite a few. We're not going to play them all because that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> um, but here's – Ain't nobody got time for that. Stoney Stitt had time for that. He must have sent – he sent us uh, a ton of them, and so did Dr. Incognito. Um, some of the ones that Stoney sent, um, Tin Machine by Tim Machine. I love, actually, I really like that album. Uh, we Are the Clash by The Clash. Uh, Madness by Madness. Uh, Color Field did The Color Field. Now, some of these are a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. So The Art of Noise did Who's Afraid of The Art of Noise. I'll buy that. I'll allow it, yeah. Wham Rap by Wham. There's a place we go to breakfast sometimes that has a breakfast burrito on their menu that's called the Wham Wrap, and I, I have to order that when I'm there. <laughs> Do you? Do you really? Of course. What's on it? <clears throat> uh, it's, I don't know, eggs and sausage and just normal stuff. But <laughs> the, like, I have no idea. I have no idea. But I just, it wakes you up it's, before it's you go, so, go? It's so fantastic to sit there and look at the waitress and say, can I have a Wham Wrap, please? Jeez. <clears throat> wham, bam, I need some salsa. Some spam. Um, That's good. Adam Ant had three of them. He had Ant Music, Ant Ant Rap, and Ant's Invasion. Uh, The Clash had This Is Radio Clash. Yeah. Stray Cat Strut by the the Stray Cats. And then there's some other ones. I mean, let's see. Oh, Night Ranger by Night Ranger. General Public by General Public. Visage by Visage. Yeah. uh, Bill with one L had a great one. He had to, he hit for the was it we call these the triple crown winners. Yeah. There's a few of them here. Uh, the song Iron Maiden from the from the band Iron Maiden off the album Iron Maiden. And yes, uh, and I think Tor Hansen had one too, didn't he? He had two. Um, yeah, he had Meat Puppets from Meat Puppets on the album Meat Puppets. Yeah, and, and he had Minor Threat by, by Minor Threat, threat on, the on the album, album Minor, minor Threat. threat. Is, is there an echo in here? Is there an echo in here? <laughs> so give us some of the ones from Dr. Incognito. Okay, Dr. Incognito. I'm going to just cook through these because, you know, we all have lives to lead here. Um, the Associates by The Associate. Bad Religion by Bad Religion. Uh, in a Big Country by Big Country. Black Uhuru Anthem by Black Uhuru. Book of Love by Book of Love. Butthole Surfer by Butthole Server. Dolly's Car by Dolly's Car. Delta 5 by Delta 5. Devo Corporate Anson by Devo. Dicks Hate the Police by Dicks. Ice House by Ice House. Okay, we did that one. Inner City Theme by Inner City. Kaja Gugu by Kaja Gugu. Conk Party by Conk. Liaisons Dangerous Is by Liaisons Dangerous Is. Living in a Box by Living in a Box. The Lotus Eaters by The Lotus Eaters, Marine Girls by The Marine Girls, Meat Puppets by Meat Puppets, Minor Threat by Minor Threat, The Monochrome Set, I presume, by The Monochrome Set, Night Ranger by Night Ranger, Papa's Got a Brand New Pig Bag by Pig Bag, The Selector by The Selector, Talk Talk by Talk Talk, Tallulah Gosh by Tallulah Gosh, Tear Garden by The Tear Garden, Until December by Until December, Visage by Visage, and Wham Rap by Wham. Take that. <laughs> that's all. That's all I have time for. My, 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 throat, my throat is tired just listening to you. That was fun. Let's do that again. Send some more, Dr. Incognito. Yeah, send more. We'll read more. In the meantime, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, 
Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course Pac-Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, and there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016 for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. Like I said before, we we asked you on Facebook to come up with some ideas for albums that you want us to honor in podcast form for uh, 2015 on their 30th anniversary. And you had plenty, plenty of suggestions. There were a, a plethora of suggestions. So far, I'm looking right now, there's 39 different responses. That's awesome. So um, I, you'd have to say that Tears for Fear songs from the big chair – was probably the front runner, right? Yeah, yeah, and that I think that probably should get its own show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to jam that into ten minutes. Yeah, it deserves a lot more love. I still want just re- they just released a remastered version too, and yeah. I think you get one that's like you know 14 CDs or something. I'm like, okay, maybe that's excessive, a bit too far, but cool, you know. Some of the other unusual picks. Um, <laughs> Thomas uh, Sim suggested uh, Astra by Asia. Which is funny because Brad and I were joking about that earlier, and I was I was this close to picking that as my album. I, I think the three of us, as you said, the three of us are probably the only people that actually owned a copy of that. Yeah, I don't even know that I actually owned the copy, but I, I know like at least half the songs pretty well. But sadly, Asia has not um, aged all that well in the, at least in the minds of stuck in Asian nation. Um, let's see, Michael Kyle suggested Brothers in Arms from Dire Straits. That's, oh, a, good that's a good one. Solid. Um, let's see. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, Listen Like Thieves by NXS, Olivia Knappman suggested. Yeah. A lot of people did uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles. That yeah. makes me feel good. Um, Phil Collins, No Jacket Required. Well, we, we kind of did a whole Phil Collins show a few years ago, so I don't think we'll go back that direction. Uh, let's see. You read Mix, Be Yourself Tonight. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a different direction for them, that album. They kind of changed yeah. their sound a little bit. That was Angelic from uh, Croatia, I think, who did that one for us. Okay. Uh, Brian Wilson just suggested uh, Hunting High and Low from AHA. See, it's been a long time since we had to deal with the AHAFIA. <clears throat> I don't think they exist. I think they're gone. They're like R-O-U-S's. Those guys are all gone now. Um, bloop, bloop, bloop. Some people suggested some live albums um, because uh, – Duran Duran's Arena was 1985. Was it? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard that. Uh, you don't need to. Yeah. Um, if, if there's anything that's kind of proof that there was no place for live albums anymore, Arena might be it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dead Man's Party, someone mentioned, I think. Simon Kinsler suggested uh, Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. Okay. Um, he also suggested Marillion, uh, Misplaced Childhood. That must have been a UK thing. 
I don't know. I seriously, I'm going <laughs> to spin that up and listen to it because I'm curious now. Uh, Dream into action by Howard Jones. Uh, Ooh, Tim, Tim yeah. Cook and David Mitchell suggested that. Uh, Robert Jordan suggested Heart's album Heart. Um, that's a good one. Does it have a song on it called Heart? Ooh, I don't know. I should have checked. Um, if it, if it, it doesn't, has, they missed a bet. It's pretty good. It has these dreams and alone. It's it's good. Oh yeah, that's I their, have it hanging on my wall. That's uh, Bustier Rock at its finest. Yes. <laughs> um, Seven Wishes by uh, Night Ranger. That's a really good one. Oh, um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, that was John Aquavita. Uh, Molly Jones says Meat is Murder um, from the Smiths. Although if you want to hear the Smiths, just turn on uh, First Wave. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Those are all really good ones. Yeah. So, so consequently, we'll take some of these and we'll use these. For someone Did somebody actually suggest the outfield? Uh, saw that. Yeah, it was... I'm sorry, Steve. I'm not going to do it. It's Steve Crosby. I'm not doing your nickname anymore. We have to find you a new one. Yeah. Due to um, uh, recent allegations. Power Station uh, by the Power Station from Misty Anderson. That'll be a good one. Yeah. I don't want to make the cut. Anyways, these are all. a big fan of Power Station. No, I wasn't. I wasn't really and either. So we'll have to. Maybe we'll have a guest for that show. But, you know, that doesn't mean we can't talk about it. We just yeah. won't have any conviction People behind their words. I love them. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just, they were my, you know. I didn't like Robert Palmer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it comes back to, you know, somebody, someone mentioned, hey, you guys don't really do much metal. Well, you know, the last thing I want to be is a poser. And I can't talk about the metal albums with any kind of sincerity or any kind of connection to them. So, you know, on the one hand, we don't talk about it. And everyone's like, well, guys, you never cover metal. But if we did talk about it, you guys, you guys don't know crap about metal. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And, and I know we promised that we were going to have some guest hosts do the metal shows with us. And we will do that. We're going to get those organized soon, I promise. We keep saying that, but it's just... It this was, time we mean it. This time we actually mean it. So, Or your money back. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, there we are. We're in 2015. We're, we're looking back 30 years ago. and Oh, that, God, you know what that means? This is our 30th high school uh, reunion year. Are you going? Uh, I don't know that anything's... I don't know that anyone's really working on it yet, to be honest. Yeah, I've heard noises. Well, as you know, I graduated from high school here in California, and I won't go to that one because I really don't care. But I will go back to the one in Oklahoma if there's any way possible for me to make it because the the ten and the twenty were so much fun. My ten one sucked. My twenty one was mind blowing. In fact, nothing can live up to it. Um, mm, so, so maybe you're going to invoke the Brad Williams U two clause. I don't <laughs> need to go see them again because it yeah. can't be that good again. Well, if to be honest, if they do it. If they can get their act together and organize something, um, I, I, I'm not writing it off just yet because, I mean, it. I, I want to go. Actually, I want to My get, life is much more interesting now than it was 10 years ago. I want to get Kiva Rosenfeld sure. and a camera crew and come shoot a documentary about you going to your 30th anniversary. 30th, oh, my God. You going to your 30th class reunion. That's what I want to do. Well, that would be interesting. Be it's awesome. It would have been awesome if you were there for the 20th one. I'm telling you that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that could only, you know, we couldn't air that. We have to air that late at night. Yes, on Skinamax. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the 30th one, I think everyone's kind of calmed down and we'll see. I don't think anyone who, who I graduated with still listens to the podcast. So I think I'm fairly safe in saying those things. And but ragging on them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're great people. I had, a, I had the best time. I mean, I wouldn't rag on anybody from, from that era. I mean, that was what the 23 reunion was so good about was that we, 
we put all our differences aside and we just kind of enjoyed the memories. You know, that's, that's kind of I think the, that's common common wisdom about reunions is the ten everyone's still trying to kind of impress each other. Yeah, and the twenty one everyone's kind of You're like, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> So, hey, keep the suggestions coming. We really are looking forward to a fun year of podcasting. Who knows what interviews we'll have. And, uh, but we will have some interesting stories. We always do. So in the meantime, uh, Bradley and myself, we remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Bye.